Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I'm John Cass, editor-in-chief of JohnCassNews.com, your place for common sense. Joining us, as always, Jeff Carlin, producer at WGN Radio, future physics teacher, my good friend, master of pies, friend of cats. And where are you? On the broken cobblestones of the Chicago Way? You're on the Chicago Way podcast on WGN. So this is a guy who lives high on the hog, and he has this Tammany Hall-style attitude to power. And um, it is, it's the Chicago way, absolutely. Look, the, the Chicago way is a deep cultural phenomenon. It's the Chicago way. The Chicago way, that's the focus. In a tower by the river, there lived a man. There was a man who took a stand with pen and paper in his hand. Defeating foes in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No escape from his ink lasso in a tower by the river. Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Here we go. Hi, Jeff. You know, I'm not a big fan of Dr. Allison Arwadi. In fact, I'm not a fan of hers at all. She's rather a ridiculous figure in Chicago. She dressed up in costume along with the other ridiculous figure, her Mm -hmm. boss, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. They wore Corona Busters costumes or whatever that was called. Right. They embarrassed themselves. But you know what? Arwadi was a physician, a public health doctor, and she tried to do what the mayor of Chicago asked her to do. And now we have this flannel mouth Bolshevik fool named uh, Brandon Johnson, right? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon, before the convention here, okay? And he wants to get rid of her for the reason without that he doesn't state. And the reason he doesn't, why he's tra- trashing her is that she opposed the closing of schools during the pandemic. She wanted the schools open or tried to keep them. Right. She tried to and, and open them sooner. That was the biggest rub because, right. uh, you know, let's let's flash back into our uh, way back machine to the time the year 2020. Mr. Peabody. <laughs> yeah, right. OK, Mr. Mr. Peabody. Tell sure. Me. Sure. The uh, the coronavirus pandemic is entering. It's probably eighth month. And. Right. You know, kids have been out of school since February. And Dr. Arwady, who specializes in child medicine, you know, understands the, the concept of socializing children and being them in, in a structured environment is good for them. So she was pushing to op- reopen the schools. And she was sitting across the table from the likes of, you know, Stacey Davis Gates and the CTU leadership. And if you're on the other side, no matter what it is to them, it's you're the enemy, you're vile, you're racist, whatever it is. And in doing so, they brand Dr. Allison Arwady is bad for Chicago and is a bad person and you know not doing the job she should have been doing. And they had all these social media posts calling her racist at the time. And 
Yeah, they beat and, the hell out of her. Yeah, he beat the crap out of her, and which is what they do. But at the end of the day, she wasn't. She was doing her job, and she was doing what she was being asked. Like you said, as the previous mayor, she was loyal. Even though I hate the idea of loyalty in politics, because even though I know it's a real thing and it has to happen, because that's how the machinations of politics work. But I just, I just hate that idea. They have to pass a loyalty test to be. Involved. But as they, Mr. Peabody, as they, <laughs> uh, as they uh, kept the schools closed day after day, month mm-hmm. after month, month after month. You know what they were growing in those empty classrooms? <laughs> you know, they were growing something important that affects everyone today. Opium? They, they were growing murderers. Uh, they were growing uh, gangbangers who'd grow, who would shoot you if you didn't give them the keys to your car. They grew, grew hijacked carjackers. They grew... Drug runners, they grew gangbangers, they grew feral cats, and they grew domesticated cats. They grew all these things because when you shut down the schools, public schools, as we've seen in uh, all across the America, but when the Democrats shut the schools down, people were saying, "No, don't do this. You're going to create a wave of violence that you haven't really seen before." And guess what happened? We've created a wave of violence, and the Los Angeles uh, schools now are saying, hey, you know what? If your kid's sick, that's okay. If they have sniffles, that's okay. Send them to school. Now, wait a minute. What? What, you SOBs? What? What did you say? I like to to grab them by the neck. What? What are you saying? (laughs) Wait, it's okay now? But here's our Rawadi has been destroyed, and... Right, people well, like Johnson are uh, danced on her grave. Well, and it's the it's the audacity of this guy, and we talked about it last week. And you know, the I, audacity <laughs> of what? Because he, he he was out and about at the time of these things going on in the, during the pandemic, calling her out before this is before he's officially running for mayor, calling her out, being part of the the machine that was taking shots at her left and right, and. When he that stuff was thrown in his face when he was running for mayor, he had to backpedal because the public opinion of Dr. Arwady is really high. And he's like, oh, no, that, you know, that was I was just, you know, that's part of my job I, I, you know, at the time. You know, he, he did all the and didn't do it tactfully, did all the explaining away of, of the problem to try to get elected. Meanwhile, at the same exact time, you have Paul Vallis on the other side of the coin saying, Saying, hey, you know, the school system did screwed your kids over because they left them to the wild, as John's been explaining, that they let the other influences, the bad influences, sink their claws in. And once that happens, you're never getting them back. And until they go to prison or they get reform, quote unquote, reformed. Right. And that's what was happening at the same time. So then Johnson now flash forward, we go past the election, he wins. And people are asking him about it, and he's getting all upset and hot and bothered. Oh, you know, I'm not making decisions in front of you, and I don't have to explain it to you, and yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to let her go. I would never do that. I'm I'm going to work you, together. You I'm said baby Al Capone. You said baby Al Capone. Right, exactly. I don't have to talk to you. you know, right. Deflect, reflect, you know, exactly. Right. You're you're a racist for asking the question. Or Sounds whatever. like Pelosi. Sounds right. like a West Side right. Pelosi. Yeah, exactly. right. Exactly. Exactly. And then, oh, lo and behold, when there's a down cycle in the news in the summer and people aren't really paying attention and they're out on vacation and all this right. stuff, he quietly says, you know what? She's been terrible for this city. I can't stand her anymore. We can't work with her. It's untenable. She has to go. <laughs> what? Exactly. What happened? There's no me- there's no emergency going on that she's failing what? at. There's nothing happening right. that she's failing at. Like, 
This was premeditated. You got caught with your hand in the socialist cookie jar, and now you're being being acting on your your impulses, which it just shows that you're owned by other people. Because I, I have that, a I have a feeling that Jeff, the next cat Jeff gets, <laughs> will be named Hayek in honor of the author of the Road to Serfdom. Uh, and- Friedrich Hayek. Right. And uh, Prof has named his dog Hayek. So, what a kid you name your cat Hayek. Oh, I love it. I love it. No, I mean, that I, I had tip to, to, to Dan for enlightening me. And, and I did read that book after his discussion or one of his rants on air with he and Bruce Wolf back in the day. Or you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so, everybody should read that if you haven't. And I imagine most of our listenership probably has. Sorry, I don't want to take you away from what you were saying because the thrust of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And if I was in, if I was fifth fifth grade or Beavis and Butt <laughs> and I'd said thrust, then I would laugh. Ugh. But the thrust <laughs> of what you were saying is important because you're pointing out the uh, inconsistencies of the left. And one other question about what this point you're making about mm-hmm. Mayor Brandon and. Brandon Johnson and uh, Dr. Arwadi. When he was doing his rants about uh, her Mm -hmm. and then trying to walk it back, like as a polite, you know, oh, I was just talking. I wasn't really, you know, I was just. Who we heard that from before, Donald Trump, and everybody goes nuts when he does it. But I'm defending the guy, but but the the, the blade cuts both ways. The left, the the blade only cuts from the left, as, as I've learned. True. As I've learned seriously in this town. Yeah. But um when when he when uh when he pointed that out, the media was kind of like giving him a break, weren't they? I mean, every day it seemed like the Tribune was like bending over backwards, <laughs> right. not not wanting to say, Hey, you're full of crap. Right. Well, no. here's here's how that went, John. Here this is what it was. It was reporter asked the question. Right. Mayor says something that's logically plausible, plausible, but intellectually a fallacy. And right. they say, "Well, he said that this thing kind of makes sense." And you know, it's not Don't a really, criticize it's me. Not a it's wrong not me. point, and you right. know, it's like, yeah, good enough. And they move on. You know, that's that's essentially the bar for this guy. It's like good enough, good enough of an answer. Yeah, I'm satiated. I don't need to know anymore. That's fine. Let's move on. You know, that exactly. Or it was. He's talking about that, and all of a sudden, you know, Bernie Sanders shows up in town, and uh, no one forgets all about it because Bernie Sanders is is more interesting and more important than Doctor Arwady. So shiny uh, object, yeah, exactly, the bright shiny object in the corner. <laughs> yeah, that that's. I mean, this guy is just not. There is not a day doing his job. Okay, everybody, listen to this, Chicago and Jeff. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not told. By somebody, oh, I wish Paul Bellis was the mayor of Chicago, not this clown, mm-hmm. Brandon, for Johnson. Brandon, uh, let's go, Brandon. But, you know, the thing is, you, he, you have to vote for, for your people. And people didn't vote for Paul. They, you know, they thought somebody else would do it. Or they were afraid, oh, if I vote for him, maybe somebody, if I support him, maybe somebody will think I'm. Right. I'm, I'm a right winger. Like, uh, right. like, if I go to this movie about the the <laughs> Cass wrote about about the child child trafficking, am I going to be QAnon? Oh, I can't. No, my friends won't like it. Oh, I'll just stay away. I'll just close close right. my shell. 
like a little hermit crab in your cave, you know, <laughs> with squidward tentacles or whatever, crusty crab or whatever that, you know, SpongeBob SquarePants. I can't mm-hmm. really figure out what they sure. all did. It's been yeah. a long time since. Well, you, uh, you know, you, the, the genesis of that whole thing is they they're living under Bikini Atoll. So after <laughs> the, the the they testing the the nuke bombs over them. The, the writer is like, oh, well, it must be a world living underneath them that's now radioactive and alive. That was the whole premise of the I see. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I'm sure the Krusty Burgers were good. <laughs> I have my cartoons right. But, I think, yeah. Uh, the point being that not not a day goes by without yeah, no, somebody right. re- regretting regretting what they have. But you know what? They have it, and you might as well eat it, Chicago. What a big, what a big plop on your plate you know get a big spoon in there like the, the anti anti-ida's horrid green jello with the floating chunks something like that you know my what mom, a big, we, what a big used to make that that's great quivering plop you know cover it with miracle whip and say oh th- this is so good mayor right. johnson this is so good right. and meanwhile dr arwadi's reputation has been trashed and right. uh, you know she's a big girl i mean Oh yeah, I mean her her record, you know, speaks for yeah. itself. You know the the people who are, where she who really need her are going to find her, and she's going to do great things. I mean, people, you know, you may not have liked her during the pandemic for whatever your reasoning, but right. both both sides hate her equally, so that means she was doing a good job. Or maybe she was just a good PR person because uh, one side didn't hate her as much as they should have. <laughs> maybe maybe but yeah but the I, point I, being, I like to look at the other way but i get your point the point being that they're going to that they're johnson's trashed her yeah what are you what is he doing unjustly uh, unjustly and you know it's these are not the questions that you think of when you're lying face up on a sidewalk <laughs> and you know what one interesting thought experiment Lie down on the lie down. Pretend you're on a sidewalk, and everybody who walks up to you comes to talk to you in your living room. Clean, you're clean on the clean floor, and you see them, and their their heads are upside down because that's what happens. I don't know. That's physics or something. Physics teacher, <laughs> light refracting or something. Anyway, whatever. And uh, everyone's upside down, and that's what that happened to me on the on the street. Right, yeah. so, so yeah. Set, set the scene, a, a busy Friday evening. No, it wasn't busy. It was Thursday evening. Oh, th- sorry, beautiful, Thursday. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful evening in Chicago, and it was a ghost town. Wow. On, 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 pardon me? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I forgot where you were. Yeah, it was at LaSalle Street, 300 North LaSalle Street at the river, a ghost town. And I, I was talking earlier in the evening, I'm talking as – Two guys who are like obviously, they they're bearded and they're buffed and they they like look like they've been working out like furiously fifteen minutes before showing up there, and their muscles are rippling in these black t shirts and I'm like, what's going what's going on with the getups you know, <laughs> and they're like uh, we're working I go no shit you're working if you weren't working here I'd be freaking out what are you doing they're like oh we're doing security. I go, oh, I get you. You know, security, like, because sure. you just can't, you can't go downtown and walk around downtown. Yeah. 
by yourself, you know, or with your wife uh, and, and spend money because you're a fool if you do. And I was a fool. So I was, <laughs> so, I, so I'm downtown. It's 11 o'clock. I'm with, I'm with two physicians, friend, friends of mine, one, a, the writer and former Congressman Greg Gansky and the other, uh, Tom Musto, who is a, a, a plastic surgeon. They're both friends and classmates. And uh, Greg Gansky wrote a brilliant piece for me recently on, yeah. on uh, why are we rushing toward uh, gender-affirming care when mm-hmm. uh, Europe is stopping to do gender-affirming care. And we didn't, we don't want, we, he thinks, and I agree with him that castration of minor children is really not, is nothing more than child abuse and horrid. But uh, anyway, so I, I'm, I bought him dinner at a great steakhouse, and I know you're a vegetarian, so <laughs> you don't go there, but it's Chicago Cut. Sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, medium rare, uh, <laughs> 26-ounce dry-aged steak, a, a steak ribeye bone-in and uh, all the fixings. And that's the worst thing I thought thought that I would have to do is confront my cardiologist, you know? <laughs> sure. But out there waiting for the Uber, John's in an Uber and the, the getting an Uber the first time in his life. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting an Uber. I'm, I'm so Taking excited. Tr- your, your training yeah. wheels off. Gotcha. And then all of a sudden, I I, uh, I started slumping to the ground. I, I, I don't what what's going on? Why? why? My sugar was okay what why what's going on i slumped to the ground and dr musto and and dr gansky former republican congressman kept my head from smashing on the on the sidewalk or like the ice as if it was like a hockey rink but it wasn't it was LaSalle street Mm -hmm. and they laid me out and they called they're called no you're going to night we go to northwestern they're calling they're calling 911 we have john cass from the tribune i'm like i'm not at the tribune now and they're like okay john cass is here he's lying on the ground (laughs) and they're talking to the paramedics and whatever 911 and meanwhile as they're talking i could hear and i'm stop i stopped correcting them sure you just shouldn't do that when people the doctors are on the phone and all of a sudden, a, a head, an upside-down head comes into my view. And it's a, a guy, Southern Mediterranean Features, <laughs> a, a guy I know. And he's like, John, are you all right? John, are you okay? I go, who are you, sir? And he, I don't know why the sir. Like, <laughs> Sure, I Formal, get it. You know, who are you, sir? And uh, he said, it's Chris Chelios. And I said, bullshit, it's Chris Chelios. <laughs> bleeping bleeping liar you're not chris chelios and everyone's like oh my god or horrified like the other doctor who's not involved in the conversation with the <laughs> paramedics is like oh my god john what are you that's chris chelios and uh i said if you're chris chelios what are your parents what does your father call you and he goes <laughs> christo i said what he goes christo and i said re christo i said timokanis and I started speaking to him in Greek, and he says, the obvious, hey, what, are you speaking to me in Greek? <laughs> and here, yeah. here I am, like, stroke victim, like, spread out on the sidewalk. Sure. And anyway, it, uh, it he waited for me, and he helped me. That's amazing. The paramedics came, and uh, 
there was no way that I was going to be att- ripped off by a, a, a mob of hooligans. <laughs> so anyway, long and short of it was that uh wasn't anything too serious, but it was a rapid dehydration affecting the kidneys and threw me off uh, off because there's nothing like dehydrating while you're drinking martinis. Sure. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. And uh, beautiful wet red wine. Thanks, Dr. Glantz. Uh, thank you, doctors. But uh, well, you're on I, the mend. I got, I, I'm on the mend now, but thanks again to uh, to Corey Franklin, another doctor, yeah. and to, uh, and to uh, Michael Ledwith, the famous Chili raconteur, because I had columns to, to run while uh, I was in at Northwestern Hospital. And so I, I wish I hadn't been ill, but, uh, you know, sometimes you're ill and you have to get by with a little help from your friends. And I did. So thanks, guys. That's that's crazy, John. I mean, when you told me that story, because you texted me that night, and I couldn't quite get what you were saying because it seemed like you were dictating to your phone. And I was. I know. And so I was like, oh, that's weird. That's how I text you. Now, we'll touch base in the morning because, you know, my brother's kids were here and I've been. Oh, you thought inadvertent butt dial. Yeah. It's something like that. I, I mean, okay. I, but so I knew we were going to tape something. We want to touch base. So I, so I tell the story to my brother, right? I mean, he's the first person I call because, you know, he and I are just huge Blackhawks fans. Grew up on them. And, you know, he and I go back and forth about the, uh, the, the Chelios right. argument about why. Why so many guys in, in my brother's generation can't stand him because he went to Detroit and then they had a Oh, no, they're wrong. They're 100%. Right. I know. I he always, wanted to play hockey. He wanted to win. He wanted to get yeah. the team support. I mean, look at the time when they were they were there, and, and it was just, you know, at that era, the players were leaving left and right. I mean, geez. Savard was, you know, Savard, which, the best part about that whole story is that, or why the thing I say to guys, those guys, is that, you know, Dennis Savard left the Blackhawks because he was frustrated with the ownership. And you know who we got in return? Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios returned, left the Blackhawks because he was disgruntled with the ownership for not taking care of the players and not doing what they said they were going to do and, and actually making the team a, a real big winner. You know, we got lucky after guys like Chelios that we had, you know. Taze and Rennick. Yeah. I mean, well, that we low that to Rocky. But we were lucky that even we had guys like Tony Amani and like you know some of those those guys who played way above their their probably their station right and they put on a good show in the nineties but it wasn't the same you know it wasn't well Mike it wasn't the era of Ronick and Belfour and Chelios two great my my family is uh, half Canadian they're all Greek but the the Canadian half of them are from Guelph Ontario St Catharines London Ontario all that. The parts of Ontario, and uh, the one thing that in common, everyone's a hockey fan. Okay, they might be the they might love the 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 Leafs. They might love which I don't know how they anyone could, but anyway, they they care about the Leafs and the Rangers and the Hawks. And yeah. uh, so we were talking. So I'm talking with Chris Chelios about. He's, he's like, we were talking about Rocky, like I'm on the sidewalk, upside down, in the filth. Like, I can't believe I was lying there. It should steam, steam clean myself immediately. And I was uh, I was talking to him about Rocky Wirtz saying, you know, that story about, you know, we've had been yeah. having lunch for years and you never... Uh, you never asked me about my hockey club. Is it because of Bobby Hull and my father? And I'm like, yes, precisely. 
And he's like, Chris Chelios is saying, uh, he loved that he loved, uh, he cared about Rocky, that he cared a lot deeply about him. And, uh, he loved the Hawks. And, and I, I agreed, you know, Rocky did care about him. And, um, our friends, uh, Guy Chipperoni and, and, yeah. uh, uh, Kristen McQuarrie and other people from Rest Publica mm-hmm. that worked with the Wurtz Corporation helped, were part of a group that put together a, um, Memorial service for for Rocky. Fantastic. I couldn't I couldn't attend because of health, and and I, uh, and I couldn't attend because I had family in town, and we were just yeah. Everyone's got an excuse, and now I feel bad. I, I feel know, bad. but it was broadcast. We carried it on WGN live, and oh, I listened. Good. I listened with my you know my niece and nephew and my dad, and it was it was very touching. And and you know, guys like Chalios were there and involved, and and he thought. This is what it was about, you know. If if there was any angst or animosity towards any anyone, it went away when Rocky was involved because Rocky was that type of guy who could you know, see the forest for the trees type. And that service was just super touching. And and I, as a quick aside, my my dad and I were listening, and we stopped, and he's like, "Is that Marion Hosa? <laughs> Marion Hosa?" You know, a, a guy who's probably easily ranks in the top 50 players in the league all time. Right. And that the reverence that he had for Rocky, a guy who, you know, who didn't speak the language super well, but knew the culture of the family and knew what he was trying to do here. And Hosa gave up a lot to be here long term and to be the player that they were able to help build this that franchise around. Um, and to hear him, my dad says, "What is, is he? You know, his English is so good. What's going on?" And so he's got time to practice. You know, he's not doing everything else to keep his body in shape. He's working on his English, and that was just so so cool to hear him talk so highly of Rocky and Marian Hosa, the hockey player from Stars Lubona, Slovakia. <laughs> yep. What a what a player, right winger. Yeah, yeah, what a player. What a player. We we're lucky to have that. Chicago has great chefs, great steakhouses, great politics, even though the politics are horrid. <laughs> but I mean, entertaining. Entertaining. Like, yeah, how many, how many bleeping fools are there that could be mayor of Chicago <laughs> now? You know, who wants it? Who wants a job? Yeah. You know, they're all going to want, they're all going to want somebody else <laughs> before the Democratic National Convention comes. Right. And notice, Here's I I want everyone to notice. Notice that uh, the Chicago Tribune and the Chicago Sun Times, no one ever takes a shot at uh, this mayor. Nobody. Yeah. Why? The, the, the tradition was, at least when I remember it, the tradition was there'd be one columnist who'd take a shot, not get down on their knee pads and kiss butt. <laughs> right. But I guess that's the journalistic trend now to kiss the butt. So that the the progressives uh, that control the the news unions won't hate you, right? And so George Soros will pet you (laughs) and hold you in his lap like a cat inspector, you know, like uh, Inspector James Bond. Like hello, Bond. Hello, Bond. I'm Inspector. Yes, exactly. And pet the cat. Yeah, you know, it's right. You're not. You're not wrong, John. It's. Your, your liberal bona fides needs to be top notch in this town to 
really uh, get any good questions in or an answer or a soundbite or a clip. It's also, it's all sideways, sideways. They can't, guys like me and Dan Prof could not exist in, and Jeff, Jeff would be hounded out as a, as a, uh, uh, a familiar of witches. <laughs> well, that's I, the, yeah, Dan, right. Dan and I, Dan and I would be burned alive as witches. Like you'd be ridden out on backward on a donkey with a hat on backwards and all that and out of town. Right. But too, too, too moderate. And I, Proft and, yeah, we're too moderate, but Proft and I would be burned alive on Lake Michigan. Like, at the thirty first Street Beach or something. No, no, right in right in front of the uh, Lake Point Tower, Dan's old stomping grounds. You know. Oh right yeah, there. good. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, um, I did just get a text message from your friend Chris Chelios. Uh, what did he say? He said, uh, "Technical difficulties aside, let's connect this week." So we are look watch this space. We're gonna catch up with uh, Chris Chelios. When next you hear, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And meanwhile, uh, so we'll connect with Chris Chelios. And you have to know that uh, Allison Arwadi is being trashed mercilessly by Johnson because he doesn't have the guts to admit that she what she did was at the orders of the last mayor. Right. And uh, crime continues unabated. Thanks a lot, man, Mayor Johnson. Crime continues. Yeah. Getting ready for the getting ready for the Democratic National Convention. Murders galore. Murders for everyone. And what what are we missing? What are we missing, Jeff? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. The city continues to spin like a broken top, just wibble wobbling. Eventually, it's going to come off the rails. It's wibble wobbling in the farthest reaches of space right now, and it'll <laughs> become unhinged from our gravi- from some gravitational pull. Notice, I said some gravitational pull. Exactly. And uh, thank you, physics teacher. And uh, <laughs> and we'll see what happens there. But in the meantime, for Jeff Carlin. Executive producer, WGN Radio. Vegetarian, yes. Lover of cats, yes. My friend, yes. And husband to Christine, yes. Hi, Christine. Betty says hi, too. And me, John Cass, editor-in-chief of John Cass News. And if it wasn't for the, uh, uh, the Irish, I mean, the Irish are great at uh, storytelling, not great at cooking, like, I don't think poetry. We're good at poetry. We should also have Michael Ludwith on because yes. I just want to. I just want to hear how the heck can you stomach <laughs> ground ground beef and plopped in tomato can tomato soup and call that chili? But well, why do you think I'm a vegetarian, John? Come on, that's a mystery. <laughs> and for all of you out there, come join us again next time. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts to the Chicago Way podcast. Find us on, at johncastnews.com. And you know what, Jeff and I, we love you. Okay, so. And show us some love, here. too. Uh, link, you know, rate, review. Give us uh, uh, five stars. Oh, tell yeah. Your, tell, tell your friends, all that fun stuff. I'm sure you heard, click this the button below, whatever it is, link that. That's where you want to be. I've never, good at, I've never been good at self-promoting. Me but, neither. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, I have to be sort of. Uh, Unctuous about it. You know? <laughs> yes, unctuous. Good word. All right. Bye, everybody. See you yeah. next week. See you next time.